Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. Welcome to a special edition of the Impossible Radio Show with your girl, Lady J. You are tuned in to none other than JQLM Radio. Shout out to all of our listeners right now that are tuned in. For those of you who have been waiting on this, uh, the next interview on our special edition celebrity series, um, I have a special guest tonight. But before I get into that, of course, we need to get the formalities out of the way. So, if you would like to become a faithful JQLM radio listener or share with your family and friends, there are several different ways that you can tune into JQLM radio. You can either download the JQLM radio app or you can tune in through the TuneIn app or the Stream of Simple Radio app. So when you go to either of those apps, you can just search for JQLM radio there and make sure you make it a favorite when you do. So every time you open them up, it just pops right on up. Also, you can listen straight from our Facebook page by clicking the Use App button on our homepage, or you can go to our website and listen straight from there at www.egoentertainmentnet.com. Also, you can also tune in straight from the I'm Possible radio show or any of the talk shows that you love to listen to on air. So in the event you miss the live show on JQLM Radio, don't fret, you can listen uh, to a playback on any of the major podcast platforms, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Deezer, and or CastBox. And because JQLM Radio is a division of Ego Entertainment, you can follow us, like us, and share us on social media. We do follow back on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at JQLM Radio or EgoEntNet. Again, that's EgoEntNet. That's E-G-O-E-N-T. N-E-T. So those are our formalities for the night. Now that we have that out the way, I am super excited about my next guest that is on with me tonight for this um, special edition celebrity series. And his name is Mario Revolori. I don't want to mispronounce his other last name, so I'm going to let him do it when I have him introduce you all. But he is a Hollywood scout coach and manager. He is also the father of um, Hollywood actor uh, Tony Revolori, um, who played Flash Thompson in Spider-Man Homecoming and Zero in the Grand Budapest Hotel, which won an Oscar award. So I'm ex super excited um, to have him on tonight. And he's going to be talking about um, the plot to murder him. So um, Mario, welcome to the show tonight. All right. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure for me to be in your show. Thank you. Um, I am I'm always elated to hear the amazing stories of people overcoming the impossible um, or things that seem impossible um, uh, because it definitely gives some encouragement to those who may be in those types of situations um, who feel like, you know, there is no light at the end of the tunnel or they can't get through it. So I appreciate you for being transparent and coming on here to share your story. Sure, for sure. Yes. Fantastic for me. So um, before we get started and get into your story, can you tell everyone um, who you are, where you're from, and just a little bit about yourself? Yeah, certainly. Uh, my name is Mario Quinones Frivolori. Actually, I was born in uh, Central America, in El Salvador. I came home here to America since I was 12. I was raised in in the city of Anaheim, Anaheim, California, mm -hmm. and uh, I've been doing uh, acting, 
producing the vaccine, well, wow, publicists and many other things with uh, actors in Hollywood. And I also have a degree in in uh, creative writing. I uh, went to California State University, Fullerton, and I graduated with a degree in uh, uh, creator, creative writing. Awesome. Amazing. Um, <laughs> and uh, it looks like your work definitely paid off for you because you did become a Hollywood coach, scout, and manager. So, um, and your son has uh, has done very well, you know, um, you know, having you as a manager as well. So um, kudos to you for your um, hard work. But, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, let's get to the... Um, your story. Um, I know we have an hour to go so fast. So um, you mentioned that um, there was a plot um, to murder you or to have you killed uh, via poison. You said you were de- poisoned on December in December of 2016 and you spent 17 days in a coma. So can you give us a little bit of background as to what the story is, was leading up to this? Oh yes, uh, it's real. It's really fantastic. I mean, interesting because I mean, like by uh, now, I mean, I I still have problems with my speech and my hearing and uh, and other things. I, I, this happened in uh, uh, about uh, about August uh, twenty sixteen. There was this guy that was uh, gaslighting me. Mm-hmm. You know, like a hit a hitman that that was uh, threatening me and telling me he was gonna kill me. I thought he was a joke and he was just following me wherever I went. And and and, and I said, well, this is is just uh, insane, but it's nothing real because the guy uh, impersonated one of my friends and uh, and, and and producer from uh, the entertainment industry industry in Hollywood and. Uh, he, uh, uh, how do you call this? Uh, uh, what he was uh, threatening me for five months, but I thought it was my friend. That's why I didn't report it to the police. Mm-hmm. I thought he was just playing games on me, uh, mind games and things like that. But it happened that the three days uh, before he did really uh, put poison in my drink. I, by chance, I mean, I was thinking, I said, I'm going to go ahead and report it to the police. I was living at that time in Inglewood, which is about a mile away from the LAX. And so I did, and then the FBI got into the case. And I said, why, if I reported it to the local police, why is the FBI involved into that? And the FBI uh, sent me an email immediately and told me, they were gonna protect me for two weeks, and I say why? But why? I mean, she's my—he's my friend. I'm just doing that because I'm annoyed and, and and kind of getting scared. But that's how it started the whole thing. Okay. Uh, so when he was threatening you, um, was there a reason behind it, or was he, or did he just, uh, was it just something that happened out of the blue where he started threatening you? Out of the blue, I didn't even know why he was doing that. But he just uh, doing that. I found out when I was in a coma how the whole thing 
got to that point from the very beginning into the end of the of the, the whole story. But I found out when I was in a coma on the tenth day, uh, which uh, in the hour I'm going to explain that one because it's a very very scary and very out of the ordinary. It's almost like you wouldn't believe it um, that that could happen to any human being in this life. The way you know, I found out that the the motive, more or less, why he was doing that. Okay, so let's talk about the day that it happened. Um, can you tell me what your day was like and when the poisoning, uh, what happened when that poisoning actually took place? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, I got up uh, like uh, 7 in the morning on the on 17th of December 2016. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went outside to my garden to to pick uh, leaves, uh, you know, like uh, natural leaves uh, mm-hmm. to make my, my, my fresh tea because that's what I do. I've been doing that for many years, like I would say probably 15 years. Mm-hmm. I don't drink anything but uh, fresh uh, teas and I make it from from my garden. So I went and picked up uh, uh, some leaves from a rosemary bush and then, and, then, and then I went back inside and my daughter was waiting for me. And then and, and she was waving at me when I got over there. Uh, my ex-wife, which is not my wife anymore, um, got mad and told me, I need you to go immediately with me to do the laundry because we don't have any time. Now, now. And I said, can you please let me just drink my tea? I'm going to boil it. I'll drink it and i take you. So I did. I boiled it. And uh, I was about to drink it. And she, she didn't let me. She was hitting the doors and everything. Now, my daughter tells me, Dad, let's go uh, put the laundry, uh, uh, let's do the laundry and we leave mommy over there and we come back and you get your tea. And I said, yes. So I went with her. 15 minutes later, I came back home. And then when I, when I picked up the pot and, uh, and I removed the lid, I found out that the, the tea, the tea had uh, scales and oils, oily fish. And then I told my daughter, why, why, look at what happened to my tea. Something fell out of the, of the sky in my tea. I didn't even realize that someone had to lift actually the cover in order to put something. And then my daughter said, throw it away, Dad. She was, remember, she was 11 years old at the time, my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I, I, remo- I, I removed the foam, the foamy thing uh, from, the, from the water in the tea. And then, and I said, no, I'm just gonna do this with my hand. I did that, and then I, I poured a cup of tea, and I sat in, by the computer, and, and I started writing and drinking my tea. I drank, I drank one cup of tea, and the second one, when I dropped, I drank the second one. I don't know what happened to me that I served a second time, and then I, 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 I was about to faint, and I lost my mind. I didn't know who I was, and, and my body gave up. And so I, all I told my daughter was, uh, honey, I got poisoned, yeah, I'm gonna die. That's it for me. And I went in, and my, and my, and my neck fell to, way to my stomach. And I was like that, and that's how it happened the first day. Oh my. Um, so this guy, uh, was he in the vicinity with your daughter and your wife at the time, or how did he get the poison into your tea? Uh, I didn't know at that time. I just, I just knew 
uh, they, they got poisoned. But within the weeks, I found out that probably my wife and my close relatives were were, were the ones who had hired him to kill me. But they oh. didn't want me. They didn't want heal. So because my wife, I found out that day in the hospital when I was in coma because they didn't know that I could hear. I was in a coma, but the only thing that I could do is hear. And then that's how they, I found out that they had hired the, the hitman to 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 kill me. Okay, so um, so you get poisoned, um, and your daughter was telling you not to drink the tea. Um, but you, you, you removed what you saw, you poured the cup of, another cup of tea, you sat down, you drank it, um, and you started to, your body started to give out on you. So, um, you spent, um, quite some time in a coma. I think you said 17 days in a coma? 17 days, yes. In a coma. Um, and Mm -hmm. at that time, who was, uh, who had the medical power of attorney to, um, over you know your care while you were in a coma was it your wife or my my wife and in my, in my my wife because remember okay she was my second wife mm-hmm. not the mother or my or my or my my two sons mm-hmm. uh she was my second wife and she she was with me and then all of a sudden my one of my brothers showed up like 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 about two hours after i arrived i was admitted at the hospital my my brother, one of my brothers, came in and he started to take care of me, and then everybody was were were supporting him and saying how beautiful God. But he was the one who paid, along with our ones, and I found out that. But he came to take care of me, just to keep me on watch. But it was actually my my own brother and and and, and my my ex wife. Okay, so while you were in a coma, can you um, tell us what? were the things that you were hearing while you were in a coma, even though you were not uh, physically alert? He, he was communicating with a, with a person that, that, that was threatening me. Because remember, he impersonated another person. My friend's name was Stuart Stone, who, if you Google, is a famous casting director here in Hollywood. And then, so he was a friend of mine. And, 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 and then... They were saying that the uh, sewer stone was sending them to over there. My brother was saying to to, the, to my other relatives that he told them in what room, in what in what hospital I was in the time, and, and that he wanted him to take care of me after he'd been threatening me and telling me that he was gonna kill me because God told told him and he told me that five ten times during the time that he was threatening me that he was gonna kill me. But my killing was gonna be in the hospital. I was gonna die in the hospital because God told him revelations, dreams, and and prophecies to kill me that way. And the only way that he wasn't gonna kill me, he told me many times, was if I went and because my sons weren't communicating with me uh, at that time, you know, all my sons, all my relatives. He told me if I went and kneeled down to them. And I then begged them for to forgive me. God said that was the only way that He was going to spare me. Otherwise, He wanted Him to kill me in the hospital. Okay. And at the time in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. So at at this time, He was saying that you know God showed Him a revelation that you know He was supposed to kill you if you didn't go back and and ask for forgiveness. What made Him think that you needed to go back to your family members and your sons to ask for forgiveness? 
Well, I told him, okay, I love my, my, my relatives. I love my family members dearly, but I haven't done anything in the wrong to them to, to, uh, to go ask them for forgiveness. I asked forgiveness to them. I have done it already. I told him with the mistakes and the errors that I have done as a, as a dad, as, as a brother, as a, as a husband, as a, as a human being, but just for the mistakes, but, but I couldn't go to ask them forgiveness because I didn't have a motive to do, do that, to go and do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and while you were in a coma, um, in the hospital, or I should say after you came out of the coma in the hospital, um, what's the first thing that you remember? Oh, on the 10th day on the car, co- co- when I was in a coma, it happened something amazing. Okay, the guy, the sewer stone that was threatening me was, came into the hospital to kill me, to finish me up. Because they, 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 they gave me, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that, uh, but uh, they, they, they gave me dog frogs uh, poison. And, and they gave me enough to kill uh, 11 people. And, now, and I, know once I, I am the first one that has survived that much poison in the history of the world that they had survived that I did a miraculous because I believe in God. Mm-hmm. And then and I was praying all the time because remember I, I was in coma but I but I but I could myself I couldn't I could uh like I say I could hear and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I was praying inside my heart, praying and praying all the time. On the tenth day in a coma, uh Stuart's son came to me to finish me up. He got surprised that the FBI was waiting for him and and, 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 and and arrested him at that moment coming into my room and 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 he he got uh, he got he got a sense of life in jail. So I didn't know. I found out when I came through that he that he impersonated him and really he was a, a professional headman from India. My relatives hired him and he came all the way from India. Remember I told you that the FBI at the beginning got involved into the case. Right. And I say, why? Okay, that's why they got involved. And I didn't even know, but they didn't tell me because they found out that, that the guy was uh, uh, hacking my computer and the casting director computer, Stuart Stone, and he didn't know. So when I messaged Stuart Stone, he didn't get the messages, but he responded to me through the, through the impersonator. And that's how it happened. That's why the FBI got into the case, and and then they they arrested him with no no chance of uh, of uh, they didn't even give him uh, the right to hire a lawyer or nothing because everything was in there. Oh, okay. So um, when you came out of the coma, um, I know that you said your daughter was with you when this happened, and your wife too. Yeah. She did she know anything about it? I know she was only eleven years old. Mm-hmm. So did she know that no, that think, your wife was was doing uh, this, and that your brothers and your other relatives were doing this to you? She didn't. She no. She didn't know any. She didn't know any anything until I could. Uh, I was able to. I came. Remember on the seventeenth day, I I came. I I came uh, out of coma, and I could speak a little worse. And actually, I couldn't speak. I'm taking back. I could write. I couldn't speak until like a year later say a few words in here and then and, and, and then but because I heard everything that they said, so 
so they so then while I was in a coma and they didn't know. So I I, I told her what what my brother was doing, and and in my in my, in my ex-wife, the mother of my children. Mm-hmm. Okay, but they got together. My present wife, my ex-wife at that time, and got together, and 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 and. and and then when I could write, I communicated with my daughter in writing, you know, writing, writing, writing. Mm-hmm. That's how when I when I woke up of coma, of coma, then so that that's how I talked. I I got in touch with her and I was asking her and everything, and then she knew. Then she knew that my brother was the one, and she told me the whole thing, everything that they were planning. Because the thing is, uh, the they wanted to eliminate my daughter too. Mm. They were. They were eventually. They were gonna get me and get my daughter, and they were. They were following my daughter too. And while I was in a coma, and and it, and I told them that well, when I when I when I came home on the 18th day that they needed to take care of my daughter, and then they didn't believe me because they thought that I was crazy, and everybody made them believe that I was going crazy. Mm-hmm. I was losing my mind, and that's what I was saying things that weren't true. But they knew that it was true mm-hmm. because they had done the whole plot. Okay, so um, while you were in a coma, who was taking care of your daughter? Uh, my, 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 my friend at my front house, and, and then the guy, the guy was, was chasing her. And I had the email, the last email that he sent me, when he got arrested, that all he wanted to do is, you know, and he had nasty email, but uh, he said that all he wanted to do eliminate me, kill me, because he wanted he wanted to rape my daughter. Mm. So, when you came out of the coma and um, you found out that the FBI caught uh, the guy that was coming into your room while you were in a coma to try to finish you off. Um, what happened from there? Were, were, was there a trial? Um, did you have to, you know, attend, uh, you know, uh, uh, testify? Um, what, what was the process after that? No, 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 no. Because, because I found out on the 10th day in coma in a hospital. Remember I told you, mm-hmm. I could hear fine. Right. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then my wife found out that I could hear. So on the 11th day, he got caught on the 10th day, passing to the door. On the 11th day, my wife told me, told me, Mario, he says, she said, she told me, okay, I got something to tell you. She was crying and crying and devastated and couldn't control herself. And she told me, Mario, she told me, guess what? I want to tell you something special. She says, you know, you were right all the time. But they tried to kill you. And I was so foolish that I didn't believe you from the very beginning. And mm-hmm. she says, you know what happened last night or night before something like that? I was on my 11th day. She says, they cut uh, Stuart Stone, the guy, remember that, the, the mm-hmm. producer and director. They caught him, he says, she says, and see, yeah, the FBI caught him and they... And they put him in jail. They gave him a, li- a life sentence immediately. They didn't give him a chance for nothing. No lawyer, no nothing. He says. And then I say, oh, uh, I, I, I just thought, you know, in my mind, I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. But I was listening to her and thinking and praying and praying. But she continued and she says, 
But you know what? There's something else that I want to tell you. She said, he wasn't Stuart's son. He was an Indian killer, a hitman that they hired from India. And, and, and he was the one that impersonated him. And he was the, the one that came to you to kill. And they, they caught him coming to the door uh, last night and, and, and they detained him. That's how I found out that he was. Before I, I came out of coma, I knew that he had been caught. Oh, okay. Um, so tell me, what was your recovery like after this? Um, when you came out of a coma, um, how long did it take you to recover? What all did the, did the dart frog uh, poison affect? Well, I haven't, I haven't recovered. To be honest with you, I haven't recovered 100%. I mean, I still have a severe vertigo. And sometimes I lose my voice. I, there's days that I that I can I, I cannot speak almost a, a single word. And there is a, and there is times that I don't hear anything that I, that I have to tell people to slow down at moments because it affects me. And 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 I fall most several times because like I say, my balance is not there yet. And then I have this severe. Uh, how you call this? The uh, I'm depressed, very depressed, and and about to be functional. But I'm still, but I already, I'm, I'm already, already can survive my second. You know, can uh, can do things on my own, my basics and everything. And I have a little job over here and there. So, uh, but uh, that the process is to be functional, it took me about a year and a half. A year and a half, okay. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it happened like a year ago. Did this affect your career um, in Hollywood? Did you have to like um, retire from that? Oh well, because remember, I was a freelance. I did it on my own. Mm -hmm. I was a manager. I was a uh, a producer, a director, and a writer. Mm -hmm. But I was on my own, so. So when that happens, I disappear from from Hollywood, uh, um, for the whole entertainment industry. I still do things. I I wrote a book. I, I have a book that is going to be on sale in about two or three weeks. I wrote a book, blind, paralyzed, and mute, using my daughter because my daughter was able to to read my writing. I have like like four uh, thick notebooks that I filled out with jargon and I tried to understand what I wrote that I'm, and nowadays and I don't even understand myself. But she understood because she wrote everything that I told her in, I told her in the book. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I never stopped uh, doing things, even in, in those conditions, I never stopped. I wrote uh, 10 songs during that time using my daughter, you know, mm -hmm. in, 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 in the book and I finished up uh, 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 screenplay that I was uh, that I had already started. I never stopped. Never stopped. Uh, I never stopped uh, doing things. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and I uh, I have to say um that's a very um very uh, noble too of your daughter to do that for you. You know to help you with writing the book. Um, so 
we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, um, we're going to talk about, um, I know that you talked about, you know, you, you're depressed. You don't feel like you, you haven't really, re- you haven't fully recovered from this, um, you know, these people uh, poisoning you. We're going to talk about what, what the after effects look like, you know, as far as um, uh, mental health and things of that sort, and then get your um, advice to others um, in regards to family, because I know a lot of people feel like, well, you know, that's your family, you know, you should love them, you should forgive them, and things of that sort. So we're going to talk a little mm-hmm. bit about about that and why people think it's okay to uh, continue having close relationship with toxic people, even if they are family. So mm-hmm. um, uh, to all of our listeners, stick and stay. We'll be right back after this. You are tuned into the special edition celebrity series of the Unpassable Radio Show. We're talking to Mario Revolori, um, a former Hollywood uh, scout, coach, manager, um, director, and writer. Stick and stay. We'll be right back. Listen, the song's crazy. You know, I, I, I got an idea, though. Make it a little crazy. You can't stop this here. You can't stop this here. Work too hard, my God. I'ma play my card. I'ma leave your atmosphere. It's so toxic. And I hear your gossip. I'ma wear they plotting. But I got no option. And I can't be stopped. I'ma keep on walking. And my power and my purpose. And that backbiting so worthless. And my faith on and it's working. I'm one of one and I'm certain that I won. The battle is over. We did it. I'm still. I'm C. I'm P. No limit. Can't stop it. It's me and Corbin in the pocket. Got the plug in the socket. They told you that you couldn't do it because you washed up. Them bad girl said you should get your salsa. But I got this plan, and you might not understand. I'ma go hard as I can, and I'm gonna be the boss of it. Just watch me do this, put no limits, only swag on it. Walk right up to the front where I belong and brag on it. Go to the top, I'ma give it all I got. Might take a lot, but we ain't gonna never stop. I don't believe I'm something special. Can't take that from me. So you can say what you want.
Have you subscribed yet to our free online digital interactive magazine, The Ego Magazine? No? Well, head on over to www.egoentertainmentnet.com and subscribe now. This magazine is all about showcasing and supporting excellence in communities everywhere from music, arts and culture, relationships, finance, education, politics, sports, news, and so much more. While you're flipping through the pages, just click on the tents on the pictures that you see and you'll be taken to a whole nother world behind the articles. At Ego Entertainment, everyone is a star. There is something in it for everyone and I hope you are positively impacted by what you see and will continue to support. This is your girl, Lady J, owner and operator of Ego Entertainment and creator of the Ego Magazine. Enjoy. Are there areas in your life that need healing? Consider Empower Living Inc. We are a therapeutic practice that meets the clients where they are. Call us at 317-969-5694 or visit us at www.empoweredlivinginc.net to see a list of the services we offer. Empowered, Empowered Living Inc., a holistic approach to a better you. And we are back. You are tuned in to JQLM Radio, um, to a special edition celebrity series of the I'm Possible Radio Show. And we have been talking to uh, Mario Rivellori. Um, he is a former uh, Hollywood manager and scout and coach, um, producer, writer. Um, and he was sharing with us his personal story about um, the plot to murder him, his um, ex-wife, his family, his brother, his uh, friend um, hired a hitman. Um, he was poisoned with a dart frog poisoning. He spent 17 days in a coma. He was uh, not physically alert, but he could still hear what was going on. Um, they tried to finish him off while he was in the hospital. The FBI intercepted and the person was um, sent to prison for life. So um, Mario, uh, what, what, what happened to those who conspired to kill you? Oh, what happened to them? They got free and I love them. And I forgive them and I forgave them. And I asked them because my brother kept coming to my house, uh, knowing that, 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 that I knew the whole thing, but, but he got the support of my present wife and then the, the only one that was to chase him away was my daughter because she knew what he had done to me and what he was doing. He was plotting CO to finish me up and he couldn't because the, the main guy had been arrested and, and, and in jail. And I knew and I kept on telling them, including my mother, including my sons, because my sons came to visit me. And when they came, I told them, but then no one believed me. Every single one say, and I can't, I can't, I can't understand them. I mean, if, even for you, it's, it's, it's kind of for anybody that I tell my story. It's going to say, maybe he's making it up. Maybe it didn't happen that way. Mm. Maybe he's a little bit crazy. You know, I understand that. I totally understand that. So they didn't believe me. It's only my daughter believed me that he was the one that did, that did the whole thing. Actually, I think nowadays, I think it was my ex-wife, the mother of my sons, mm -hmm. the one, the mastermind, the whole thing. But there's no evidence that she's involved in anything because the only one is my brother. 
-hmm. It's the only one that they think. But I wouldn't do anything to them if physical to harm them, emotionally, psychologically, or even legally. You know, I said it, if the API or the police come come and tell me to, to send them to jail or to accuse them or or give them evidence or or whatever, I will never do it in the world because I love my family. I love my relatives and, and they could do, and they can do everything, anything to me. They can kill me, but I will never raise my 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 hand against none, not even a stranger. I have the ability to forgive, and I have never, I never hated nobody. I don't know, I don't even know what it feels to hate anybody. So I told them, and they know that. But but I'm afraid that they, if my brother and my ex-wife know, because they don't know if I'm alive. No one knows in my family and relatives that I'm alive. And some people tell me, well, now that you're writing your book, they're going to find out. Are you afraid that they're going to do it? Not put it in the hands of God. Because mm -hmm. if I wrote that book, Blind, Mute, and Paralyzed, it's because the, the, the will of God is there. It's right. God that wanted me to, 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 to do that. And if he allows them to kill me, because he didn't allow them to kill me. Mm -hmm. Because as you can see what I went through, and for them not to finish me up, Miraculous, miraculous, miracle after miracle, they couldn't do it against me. And I was praying all the time for them. And I prayed so dearly for for the hitman when he was arrested in my dream right now to tell you to end what are you asking uh, against anybody that plotted against me, against me, is to love them and, and to wish them the best. My dream is to go visit this person in jail and go and and, and tell him, I forgive you. And if I did something wrong with you, even in a bad word, a bad thought that I thought about you, negative, forgive me. And, and, and you know, maybe maybe ask him the only thing that I would ask him, why did he do that? The real reason why my my relatives told him to, to finish, to, to kill me. Yeah, but I'm there with my relatives. And anybody who, mm -hmm. who got involved in into killing me, I love them. I, every night and every day, I, if I think about them, I forgive them and I, and I say, oh, blessed be you guys. I hope you have the best in the world. Mm -hmm. As for me, God has, has me still in this world and I'm in a beautiful show, you know, because it's a, a beautiful reason because mm -hmm. someone is going to say, oh, wow, this guy is speaking from the heart. It's true. Some people probably are not going to believe in that totally like I said I understand because it's impossible. I wouldn't I wouldn't believe anybody that tells me this story too. But the <laughs> thing is though, it's it, it's not like it's a, a, a unbelievable story. I mean people do stuff like this all the time, especially in Hollywood. People who, who are yeah. who work in Hollywood, it, it's not this is not something that is like unheard of, you know. So um yeah. I think that um the people who want others to think that, oh, he's crazy, I mean, are the people who had a hand in it. I mean, if you were crazy, then the FBI wouldn't have got involved. You know, they wouldn't have <laughs> have uh, have taken down the guy who was impersonating someone else, you know, to come into your room while, you know, to try to finish you off while you were in a coma. I mean, so there's not like there is evidence that what you were saying, what you are saying is true in your story. Um, and the fact that yeah. they don't know that you're still alive, um, I think it, it just speaks to 
Um, uh, now, first, let me back up because a lot of people would say, you know, well, he's crazy for not wanting to prosecute and sue them and all this other kind of stuff. Um, you know, he deserves justice and things of that sort. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, now to each his own, uh, as far as your um, the way that you respond to what happened to you. I know most people would be extremely upset and hurt because um, they took a part of your life away from you, you know. So um, mm-hmm. and 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 part of, you know, your um, ability to function normally like other people, you know, as far as your speech and, you know, uh, and a, a probably a, a host of other things as well. So um, yes. but a lot of people don't understand that when you truly, truly believe in God and when you have the love of God um, in your heart, the agape love you know, um, that, um, it is, it is easy to forgive people and not hate, even though, um, they have wronged you, um, no matter the level, whether it be small or, or large, understanding that they will reap what they sow and you are responsible for how you react. So whatever your choice is, you have to reap what you sow, even though you would be well within your right to go after them legally. So it's not like you, it would be something bad or anything, but a lot of people would are probably listening to this like, what? Like, there's no way I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Um, like that's crazy, you know? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I know a lot of people probably listen to this, like this guy is, there's no way, you know, I would just let them get away with that. And so, and, and to know that a woman that you, uh, were at one point in love with, that you married, that you have children with, where even, that's the thing that, that, that gets me. Like, this man is the father of two of your children. So why would you try to take that from them? You know, um, uh, how does your sons feel about it? Or do they even know about it? They probably don't know about that. They, and I, I, I don't talk to them. I, I mean, like I said, three years, uh, it's been since I had the accident. And for the last two years, I don't, I don't, I, I haven't talked to them. Not, not to my mother, because my mother, Decided my my my, bro, my brother and my wife too. She said that, that they didn't do anything wrong to me. It was just a mistake that they made. That's the, the, those were the, the words of my mom. And I said, okay, mommy, sounds mm-hmm. great. Okay, so they don't like I said. None of my relatives know know about me, my whereabouts, or if I'm dead or alive. I heard uh, a friend that told me one day that the knows them that they said. That my ex-wife was talking to a person, and she says that, that that two things: one, that they think that I'm dead, or that I'm crazy on the streets because they left me. They sent me on the streets. Everybody sent me on the streets. I was surviving them, eating, uh, sleeping. Uh, the way I was, not not able to speak, paralyzed. I became became homeless until about five months ago. I was homeless the whole time. Hmm. Hmm. So you yeah. were so you left the when you left the hospital you were homeless. Uh, no, when I left the hospital, I, I went and my present wife took care of me for. Remember, I wrote the book until uh-huh. May, May June and uh, 2017 because I had a before they poisoned me. I think this is the motive that they, they the, why they did it because I was I was gonna sign a a contract of three million dollars. Uh, with uh, uh, Hollywood Records from Disneyland uh, with my daughter singing. 
And my daughter is an, is an amazing voice. You hear her? It's incredible. And I was going to sign that contract. And then and because it was a minor, it didn't go through, but they were waiting for that. And then, and then like, I was going to sign it like in, in, in October, October. And that's when they would, when they started the persecution. And, 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 uh, and then so, so, so my, my, my ex, my, my ex-wife, uh, my, my, my person, wife knew about that. And I think that's the real motive why they, they got jealous, my brother and my, mm. and my ex-wife. Wow. I'm not, I cannot, I cannot say that that's a real one, but you know, wow. if you ask me, the, uh, my gut feelings, it will be that. Okay, so um, you were homeless up until about five months ago. You said. Okay. Oh yeah, five months, and then in 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 June, in July, my 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 wife, the mother of my daughter, left me, left me on the streets, mm-hmm. and someone communicated with my mother, with my ex-wife, and with my present wife, who had left me to pick me up on the streets because I was dying, and they said, let that crazy men die on the streets. He deserves that. And I don't think any human being, even if I was a bad person, but I wasn't, I wasn't really, I wasn't, I made mistakes, like I said, but I was, I was an adorable father in a husband other than, 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 you know, differences we face among each other. Mm-hmm. But other than that, and then that's what they said. And then the last I heard my, my wife, I was, she, she said about, uh, Nine months ago, they asked her about me, and that's why she said, I hope he's dead, and I think she, he's already dead, or he's crazy on the streets. There is no way, because there is no way that even in, in the mind of the doctors that I was going to survive. I mean, a poison dark frog, if you read about dark frog, they say oh, yeah. it's more dangerous than any other poison that, that you can you can get. And I got that for 11 people, can you imagine, and I still miraculous survive they, they 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 don't think even my mother said that I was gonna die. I heard her when she says now he's gonna die. There's no way that he survived. Yeah, well God definitely uh kept you here for a reason and writing that book and telling you a story, you know, getting that out to the world, um that's definitely uh uh I can see a part of a part of his plan. So your daughter right now yeah. is the only one who knows that you're alive. And she knows. No, no, she she doesn't know. No one, no one. Oh, she doesn't know it either. Your daughter. Uh, so. Uh, my daughter left me too. When my wife and the mother left me in in, in July 20, 2017, five five months after I came out of the hospital. So who? And that's when she dumped me on the street. Uh-huh. So who she helped, helped you write during, the book? She helped me during those five months to write the book. Oh, but okay. She did, then she left me in July, and I never seen her again. None oh. of my relatives I have seen, not even my mother, not my daughter, no one. Okay, okay. So this reminds mm-hmm. me of the story of Joseph in the Bible. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you know how his brothers yeah. tried to kill him, you know, and, and they sold him off to slavery, you know, and uh, went back and told their their dad that he was dead. 
and you know, and Joseph went through some things before he, you yeah. know, before he he became the king's right man, you know, no right hand man. Mm-hmm. And when he came back, you know, they had to bow down to him. So this story reminds me a lot of Joseph. So I'm listening to your story and it's mind blowing. But at the same time, I'm a, I'm I get this. Uh, uh, I don't know. It it brings a little joy to my spirit because that's the first thing that came up in in my mind. Like he sounds a lot like Joseph in the Bible. So, <laughs> so um, uh, I would um like for you to uh, tell our listeners the name of your book and where they can get it, um, so they can uh support and read your story. Uh yes, my book uh, is uh. Uh, called I Am the Truth Hollywood. Why I Am the Truth? Because everything that I wrote is true. It's true. And it's revelations that God gave me to write the book. And that's why I Am the Truth Hollywood. It's like God was speaking through me in this book. Because you're going to find things in the book that is impossible to believe in the human nature. <laughs> but I mean, they really happened to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Hollywood, why? Because everything, like you see, uh, was uh, de- developed in the plot. Uh, was uh, um, it started in the in the Hollywood and then in the entertainment industry because of my daughter and the producer, you know, the director that was helping me uh, to to do that. And and and, and I, I had already scheduled. I, I, my daughter was going to participate in the. American got got talent show in the in the, in the uh, 17 season, uh, 2017, and all of that came came and, you know it was it disappeared because I I was in a coma. I mean I was still sick. I couldn't speak, and uh, and that that's why that the book is under uh, I am the truth Hollywood, and uh, it's gonna be on sale probably in about three weeks. I'm working on that too. We have it on uh, Amazon, online in Amazon, and mm-hmm. print, and uh, it's going to be print, uh, 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 too, it's going to, people can print it and, and order it online in Amazon, Barnes and & Noble, uh, in okay. other uh, online bookstores. Or they can uh, write me at uh, MarioChosen123 at gmail.com. I want to be selling selling it locally too because I want to I want to participate in in, in this project because I strongly believe that it's going to change the lives of people. It's going to touch hearts uh, in a, in an amazing way. Uh, anyone that has the opportunity to read it is going to be blessed. I can I, I can see it because um, it's out of out of out of, out of the ordinary. It's something that, like I said, impossible to to believe it. That it all, all that I went through and how miraculous God has performed miracles. Oh, yes, time. yes. I, I, mean, yeah. I agree. Me, uh-huh. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Uh, I agree. But for, me, yeah. <laughs> but for me, for me, has done serious miracles. One time, it is in the book, but I want to share this one to the listeners with you. One time I, I was dying and everyone thought that I was going to die. I couldn't breathe anything because uh, the poison chokes me, and I still now I cannot breathe properly. And and then and then I was dying, and, and then I said, Jesus, I said, please. I kept praying for a body in my mind because I couldn't speak. And I said, 
can you please give me three minutes? <laughs> three minutes of sleep because I I am slept for 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 days, mm-hmm. and then and, and then believe or not, Jesus gave me three minutes. <laughs> but but three minutes in three minutes I could breathe for ten minutes after I woke up and I said, Oh my God, Jesus, how amazing you are! You asked me. You gave me what I asked you for. Remember that the, the, in, in church they tell us, ask to God things because he's going to give you what he had you asked for. Oh, yeah. And he really oh, yeah. did. <laughs> yes. Yes, he will. <laughs> yes, he will. I'm, I'm, um, I am, I don't know, I'm elated about what God has in store for you. Um, I am, uh, um, a miracle talking to a miracle. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, I can understand your, um, your, your position and, and how you're responding and, and, and where you're standing with the things that you've, um, gone through and endured and overcome and, you know, and, and steadily, you know, moving forward, you know, uh, and, and living your life with no fear and understanding that, um, the importance of still loving your family from a distance. Um, cause a lot of people don't know how to do that, you know? <laughs> um, so I, I can understand that, but I want to encourage you, uh, just a little bit too, to not allow the situation to cause you to, to be depressed, you know, all the time understanding. I know that, you know, God is real. You've talked about it all, you know, for this whole entire hour on air. Um, and I know that you, uh, uh, know that he's, capable of doing things that our minds can't even fathom. Um, you, you live it daily. So, um, but I want you to, to take, um, um, all of that and just remember his track record, you know what I'm saying? In your life and, and take that and let that motivate you and catapult you into everything that he has for you and not allow, um, your, your physical situation, you know, and I know it can be, hard mentally sometimes um um, I'm in that situation right now um recovering from a ruptured brain aneurysm and fatal stroke so um and I'm only 36 years old so that just happened to me six months ago so I'm still in recovery um yeah (laughs) but um and my I I thank God that I'm still here because um people don't survive those (laughs) <laughs> so, um, yeah. and I have four children, so I'm glad that I'm still here to be able to talk to them and love on them, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. things of that sort. So when I tell you that I'm a miracle talking to a miracle, I, that's exactly what I mean. So I, <laughs> I, um, I want to encourage you because sometimes it is hard. Sometimes you fall into depression because you can't do the things that you normally would do, you know, or the way you would do mm-hmm. them, but, um, understand that there's a, reason you know behind everything and God at the end of the day he's going to get the glory out of it so um uh so again I, um I have to commend your courage in telling your story you know in writing your book because most people would be like oh no I'm not doing that they're going to find out that I'm alive and things that sort of understanding that that God is a keeper and he's a protector he's a provider he's you know all of that and so um you're definitely a light you know what I'm saying, in a dark world. So um, I'm definitely going to be supporting and getting the book myself. Uh, <laughs> um, Thank you. I, I may be uh, reaching out to uh, uh, later on um, 
for you to be a part of a special uh, docu-series too of people who have overcome the impossible but um I just want to say um congratulations on the new book and um thank God you know what I'm saying that you are still here and keep telling your story you know um and uh, I pray that your family hearts are turned to God and that they would um uh and that they would you know do right you know what I'm saying uh mm-hmm. by you and and really get the change that they need from within so um so yeah I ha- I have to to say that um uh so uh, to our listeners, um, Mario Chosen one two three at gmail dot com. That is his email address. Um, his book will be available in the upcoming weeks on Amazon dot com and Barnes and Noble. Um, he's also going to be selling them locally, and it's called I Am the Truth. Um, uh, what's the? Uh, is it I Am the Truth Hollywood? Yes. Okay, I Am the Truth Hollywood. Um, you definitely want to get the book. Definitely support. Um, I want to thank thank you, Mario. Again, you have my um, information, but thank you for being a guest on the show tonight. Um, you did an amazing job. Um, and if there's anything that you would like to leave our listeners with, what would it be? I just want to have it and tell them to never give up. No matter what happens, trust in God, believe in God, have faith in Him, and you can do it. Sky is the limit, that they say, if you set your mind to do it. I did it, and I have done it against all odds. I'm still alive. I love people. I love my enemies. I love my relatives. I love those dearly who plotted against me. That would be my message for my um, beautiful audience and your audience around the country. Awesome, awesome. So, you all, we have come to the end of the hour. That went by quick, but... <laughs> um, I'm going to leave you all with this. As I always say, after all of the hell you went through, the word through is an indication that you defeated the impossible too. New adversities will come, but overcoming them has already made you unstoppable. The favor over your life incomparable, which gives you the right to think and believe I'm possible. Uh, Love y'all. Deuces.